Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sav and Sean Show. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and today I am joined yet again by uh, my illustrious sister. It's me. It's you, Cameron Shadden. Welcome back. Hey. I'm glad you uh, had the time to join us again. What else am I doing? Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just talking earlier about uh, these microphones yes. and how they sound like ASMR. Well, see, I'm at the age now where I can't fall asleep without like the perfect conditions. One of which mm-hmm. is I've been listening to a lot of ASMR and they gave me real like, you know, I cannot watch my real ASMR <laughs> vibes. I was yeah. making all kinds of... You actually sent me some because I have the hardest time getting into like ASMR because it just I hear about the ASMR effect and how it like tickles that specific part in your brain. But for me, it does not. But you sent me a bunch of like super themed ASMRs and those are wild because they're just out of nowhere. The deep cuts. I've got I've got a whole roster. There's a bunch of different ASM artists. That's what they call themselves. That's charming. Um, and they all have different vibes. So if I'm feeling one way, I'll put someone on. If I'm feeling like, you know what? Entertain me. What was the other one that you sent me the other day? It was like, 18th century girl sits down to write a letter. <laughs> yeah, but that's like all of my content. Is I love like it. That. It's like, you know. Yeah. I, um, I'm writing to declare. To Lord Sickensfit. Uh, Savannah actually uh, just sent me last week. Um, she sent me, she was like, Hey, I know you're trying to be super productive. Here's this Spotify playlist that's called like a 19th century villain, um, is plotting against his enemies. And so it's all just like Danny Elfman. Yeah. Just (laughs) boisterous classical music. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Oh my gosh. I saw on, um, Wait, are you well-versed in all of this stuff? Because uh, Don't Worry Darling is coming out soon. Are you well-versed in any of this? So, in as much as, like, the TikTok hype. Same. Uh, What's her name? Olivia. Olivia Munn? No. Isn't that John Mulaney's girl? Is that? Is this a wrong Olivia? <laughs> it's like Olivia something or Olivia what? Olivia Wilde. Oh, my God. You're uh, so right. I can't tell. It's okay. Let's pretend I didn't say Olivia Munn. <laughs> No, you should, because this gives me a perfect opportunity to talk about John Mulaney. True. Um, and while a decent comedian, he is a gigantic piece of shit. That's how it so always there goes. there is also that. Um, but I know about the Don't Worry Darling stuff in so much as, like, other people telling me about it on TikTok. Yeah. But I'm not, like, a major um, Harry Styles fan. Yeah, what I can go into. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> she I, said, but wait. What I can go into, however... The Shia LaBeouf debacle. Yo, the Shia. The Shia LaBeouf. Now, my man Shia is clinically insane. Yeah. But he did make some good points. He did have the receipts. He did say, 
I, me and Florence don't have an issue. This is you. Specifically. You've done this. <laughs> and showed everybody everything. So I did see that. Yeah. I saw also because Florence was like not showing up to not a single thing. She was like, I'm done with press about this. I'm not even participating. But she showed up to the actual premiere. And then at the premiere, there was that whole debacle about Harry Styles spitting on Chris Pine, which he didn't actually. But the fact that everybody was just so ready and willing to be like, no, he spit on Chris Pine. Yeah, but don't you kind of want to spit oh, on Chris f- Pine? Who wouldn't want to I've spit on Chris Pine? I've never seen such a butter face. Just such a butter bitch face. He gives life. picking up your kids like a day late past when was supposed to be like the time allocated by the courts. December 26th. <laughs> he says, up. Up, like, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And he's like, look, guys, I'm trying. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Like, that's the energy he gives me. It's wild. And then speaking of people that you want to spit on, Leah Michelle. Let's get this straight <laughs> before I get anything in the mail. I don't want to spit on Leah Michelle. I just think that she could be an infinitely better person than she is. Absolutely. Um, and I don't even have these stances like they're not like all of my life. No, you know? not at all. Leah Michelle should get an education, learn to read a book. And then she should learn how to read because she can't read. She can't read. <laughs> you actually, <laughs> was it a week and a half ago, you were scrolling through TikToks on the writer, the writer of Spring Awakening. Steven Sater. Yeah. On his fucking Instagram post and was like, <laughs> I thought Leah was going. She took her phone out and it looked like she was going to read a text while she was singing. But then she just opened the camera and took a video of only herself singing in this whole lineup, this whole ensemble. Oh my god, it started and a whole like discourse about how people were coming to um, Leah's aid so quickly. Like, guys, it was very like The Office, like, identity theft is not a joke, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It was very much like, illiteracy is a real problem in America. <laughs> and it's not funny. And to that, I have to say, you're wrong. Oh, illiteracy is funny, mostly because at some point, I think you make the choice to remain <laughs> illiterate, you know? Like, barring, you know. Well, now the ship has sailed. <laughs> now I don't need to She's read. like, I don't have to. I'm Leah Michelle. It's happened. Uh, I'll just be horrible and racist. I'm screaming. So best of luck to her. Leah saw um, all of the bootlegs that were somehow allowed to happen in the theater for Funny Girl. Yo, that part. Everybody was like, did the directors just like allow people to freely record? Yeah, it's to bump up ticket sales because Funny Girl was not doing great for ticket sales. That's true. Um, R.I.P. Beanie. Love you, gal. Beanie, you really deserve better. Everybody's like made the conversation so changed with Beanie where at first it was like well give her some grace because she's really really funny and then and Jewish and Jewish it was in the back pocket we had the she Jew was vote. ready she had the Jew <laughs> <laughs> and we love her for it but then as soon as there were even whispers about Leah everybody turned their back plus did you see the stuff about the dress and the costuming and everything no yeah they changed the finale dress instead of keeping in the same style from Beanie to Leah. So they were basically like, okay, fat phobia. Let's just throw that Let's out there throw too. Let's on top. Yeah. Mr. Arnstein, here I am. You gotta hit it like that. Seriously. Poor Beanie. But yeah, fuck Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle, catch me outside. I just hosted a dinner party, I think I told you, mm. uh, earlier this week. Because mm-hmm. um, we had new cast members coming for my new contract. And... Um, I was doing this thing, I, I like sat down and I thought about it, and I was like, why 
do I feel so spectacular for hosting a dinner party? Like I basically I called it a dinner party. I just cooked dinner for four people. Mm -hmm. But I was like, why? Why does it feel like doing the most minimum bare minimum that people do for their families every single day is like a spectacle? Do you want the actual answer? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's because you're a male. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. That's the re- that's the only reason why. Truly, that's the only reason why. It's so, it's something that's expected of women, women every day of their lives, and they're just like whatever. Truly. And you go, mm, I've never done this in my life. But I was thinking also for people who are like that's not really their thing. Like they have a really hard time like doing laundry stuff like that because I also struggle. I was like, what if we just make it main character energy, <laughs> which I think it's just everybody else's reality. Maybe I should just stop. Well, I mean, whatever gets the job done. True enough. If you have to be the hero of Laundry Mountain, you better get up and start climbing. Right. Get it done. Put on the playlist on Spotify. Get to it. Think you're the only person who's ever done laundry ever in your entire life, and it somehow happens. Put on your later hosen. <laughs> Climb that Laundry Mountain. hee Okay, so last time you were on, mm-hmm. it was what? It was your daughter's... We were just coming after her first birthday? It was the day. We recorded our episode the day after her first birthday. And here we are now, over a year since, because she's a little after two now. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Um, Crazy. Crazy insane. She is so sweet and smart and funny and talkative, but she's also a ginger and a Gemini. So we're on a short fuse. Just zero to a hundred really quickly. Yeah. Well, you know, they say that, like, they're the terrible twos. Have you found that to be true? Or, like, what's the vibe? So I wouldn't necessarily say terrible. I would say tyrannical, however. Tyrannical yeah, twos. she's running the show. Just the whole day is based around how she's feeling, her emotions. Yeah. But she's wonderful. We're having the greatest time. She's the sweetest, snuggliest. She's the most wonderful little thing. And she's getting so many words. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you while I say that. Like, you, <laughs> you haven't been there for the entire thing. Parenthood. I was just talking to her yesterday or today. I was reading her this book, and in the book, there's just a roar. And now I've become the person. Can you do? Can you give us an example of the roar? Yes. Absolutely. I'll slate. Hi, I'm Sean Duncan. I'm auditioning for the roar. Roar. <laughs> Iconography, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so now that is my job. That's the only sole reason that I exist is for the well, roar. Well, that's what uncles are for. Of course. To make silly sounds and to read silly books. She's the best. Um, we're having little conversations here and there. She's getting better at her command of language, asking a hundred questions a day. Still really loves Mickey Mouse and Elsa, but oh we're my having gosh, Elsa. Elsa, 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 Elsa. Everything. Well, we've graduated from salsa, which is yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. She did say salsa for the longest time. That's crazy. crazy, 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 crazy. She's the apple of my eye. Her memory also is like it's. I don't know what I was expecting, but like the memory. Should be a dumb baby. Kind of, but she just like retains things. She'll go back to something that she remembers, which is crazy. Yeah, she has the memory of a person now. (laughs) Wild, wild, It's not just like goldfish memory. 30 seconds and she ditches it. Now she's like, remember that thing we talked about three hours ago? Here's that. Let's go do that. Fucking wild. Yeah. Wild, wild, wild. Yeah, she's becoming a person. How do you manage? Because you work full time. Mm -hmm. Plus you've got her and Mm -hmm. the back and forth. How does that even, how do you do it? You really just... Try to keep all of your senses on at one time. You know, if I'm working on something for work, my 
that's in the forefront of my brain while I'm also like listening for her in the living room and then trying yeah. to meet everybody's needs in the in-betweens. All those times when you're at work and you just like stop and look up or talk to your coworker. I don't have that to do because I work remotely. Fair. So I just go, ah, she needs juice or <laughs> <laughs> we got to go, you know. Well, we wipe her butt, whatever, right, whatever it needs to be. <laughs> you also have this like mom sixth sense, which like you know because everybody's got a parent, and they like it could be completely quiet, and they're like something's happening. Mm-hmm. But like you've got it down to a T. I was just living my life the other day, and you were like, "Where's the baby? Where's the baby?" It just happened out of nowhere. It was crazy. Yeah, toddler silence can often be deadly. You think there's no way. There's no way she'll climb the baby gate, climb the stairs, three boxes on top of the stairs, and then stand up on her own. And then you turn your back, and she's she's done that. Like, she's Absolutely. trying to kill herself, yeah. So you really have to be at least half listening every single time, every right. single moment of her day, every day that she's awake and alive. Really, the only time I have to, like, relax and be a person is, like, the wee hours of the night after she's been asleep, if I last that long. That's crazy. <clears throat> and yeah. quite literally, here we are, mm-hmm. which is what's wild <laughs> about it. Well, since you've been doing the mom thing mm-hmm. for all of uh, a little over two years. Two years. I, I would say that's enough to classify you as an expert. I, <laughs> no. No. Expert call, enough. Call Dr. Spock. I'm a novice at this. Is Dr. Spock even alive? I feel like that came out in, like, the <gasps> 60s. No, it came out way before then. Really? Yeah. Crazy. I actually heard a... Well, I'll go into it. I heard a podcast about it today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wild. Yeah. But because I classify you as an expert because I have no fucking clue, um, <laughs> I thought that I could go and find some Reddit mom style advice questions and then ask them to you to oh, get your take. I love it. Hit me. Okay, fantastic. Hey, mom. Need to cut a formerly dear friend out of my life. I've realized recently that my childhood friend deeply betrayed me a few years back. I don't want to get into the weeds, but it is something that is irreconcilable to me. I also know that if I confronted said friend about the issue, they would not acknowledge it. They were my best friend for many years, all throughout my childhood, and we leaned on each other when our home lives were difficult. I trusted them more than anyone for the majority of my life. All of this to say, I just have no clue what to do. They keep sending me texts and inviting me to things. Our friend group is somewhat intertwined, although not as much as it was in the last couple of years. I'm afraid that they won't acknowledge their actions or how it affected me, but I know that I cannot acknowledge the issue and keep being friends. It just hurts. We are in different cities now, so it's easy to avoid them regularly, but they are considered basically a part of my family and get invited to holidays or asked about sometimes. Please lend me some advice because I have no examples of healthy friendships or friend breakups. Is there a name that I can address this person with? Um, No, I don't have a name. (laughs) My dear, my dear friend. um, Not that I have a ton of experience with this, but you've basically answered your own question. If you know that they're not going to be receptive to any kind of conversation about it for reconciliatory purposes. Right cut them out you don't have any like if you got your hands full you're a person you have your own things you live in separate cities like you don't even have to text them it could just fizzle out honestly it can literally just be like put your boundaries up i'm done with this person move on if it were 50 years ago and the same thing were true you would literally just never speak again. <laughs> never like, pick up the phone. Well, I guess Tabitha's gone forever. Right. I knew I knew this bitch Tabitha once, man, and we were friends for a long time and then she fucked me over and I just stopped Stop writing her letters. <laughs> <laughs> so that seems like the best way to go. Protect your peace. Put those walls up, especially if that person isn't re- receptive to right. your 
side of things and doesn't a friendship is just like another relationship you have right it works both ways you have to be give and take receptive to what each other has to say it's just easier to cut them out i think from looking at this i think it's also part of the fact that like when you have like this this finality of like some form of a chapter in your life Mm -hmm. you sort of want to be able to tie it up in a pretty bow yeah and unfortunately it seems like in this way you can't really because you don't think that they're going to be receptive in the first place. So you just, it's more about having to just come to terms with the fact that you can't change that. Like you said, don't let it get in the way of your peace. I don't, I don't, th- I think that in most instances with most, the dissolution of most relationships, closure is very rarely something that you're gifted. Right. So just say, fuck the lemons and bail. I don't understand what the fuck the lemons is. Like, go, <laughs> be go, done go, go, go. Protect it. your peace. For real. They won't respect you. Don't respect them with the time of day to explain yourself. That's on period. Fuck them. Fuck, Fuck them. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. Does it get better as I get older? After graduating, I feel I'm at a bit of a loss. My friends have moved on to other things, and I'm finding it difficult to understand how on earth I'm supposed to be the best version of myself with a partner and kids in the long run. I need advice or maybe an anxiety-freeing thought. Okay. Um, The idea of being the best version of yourself is a lie that other women tell each other so that we can (laughs) deflect from our own insecurities and issues. You are never going to be entirely the best version of yourself. And if you are, that's a conscious decision that you make every single second of your day. It's in your response to everything that you come across. It's in the way that you wake up, the way that your routine runs, the things that you do. Being the best version of yourself is a chore. Be yourself. Don't strive for excellence. Just strive for authenticity. There is no standard that you have to hold yourself to. Um, Nobody really cares except for you. And the only people who are going to say anything about it are people that need to shit on other people so they can feel some sort of validation themselves. Don't sweat it. Take it a day at a time. Everything gets better with age. And as you get older, you learn that stuff like that just doesn't. It matters less. It really does. There's also that thing, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a parent, um, where it's like the comparison game when you're coming across just to, like, check to see if you're doing okay, Mm -hmm. where you're looking at literally every other parent and being like, honestly, we may have talked about this in the last episode Mm -hmm. that we were together, but just being like, am I doing an okay job or then shitting on the other person in order to feel okay about the job that you're doing? I felt that way a lot when Mags was really little. And I think a lot of what the reason I felt it is because I was at, it was COVID and I was at home and I had no basis of reference and no assistance and didn't really see other moms. And the only ones I did see were like the super moms who had it all together and had a routine and their houses were spotless and their husbands were happy and all of the, you know, all of the different things that make somebody feel as if they're inadequate. I was seeing other people. Mm. I was in a forum once and I had a similar situation where I was like, hey, how do I achieve this (laughs) mythical level of motherhood that you've achieved? And a lot of women, um, more of them than I think I was comfortable with seeing, were like, not real. (laughs) (laughs) Not real. Don't do it to yourself. This is, you know, one out of every 100 women who need this. Right. Who need to be on TikTok doing dances with their perfectly clean 
poised children and their perfectly clean poised home you know where everything matches and they look cute because they got nothing nothing else else. there's no (laughs) self-esteem there there's nothing there that makes them feel like a person unless they put on this show fair and that that changed my perspective on that a little bit because i was like oh everybody's faking it and they were like yup right everybody that you see like that is faking it there's no way you can't no. do that and be a person. You're just that. Of course. And that would be such a bummer to... Live your life with just that being its only thing. Relinquish your esteem for TikTok views and shit like that, basically. Right, just be it's authentically. All fake. Yeah. It's all fake, babe. It's all fake. Everything you see on the internet is fake, literally. Well, right. also to what you mentioned about like trying to exist and then be the best version of yourself. Yeah. I think it's also... You know, because people grow up and they're always constantly told, like, you know, be the best you that you can be, but like... Just be, just be a person. Just be. Yeah, that's just a response to the patriarchy. That's just a way to keep, I'm, I'm telling you, that's just a way to keep women in line. It's like, you know, you have to be this and this and this to be worthy. Right. And the people that decide your worthiness are men. And it's just a bunch of nonsense. For so, sure. no. Nah. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. Wake up every morning, get dressed, brush your teeth, run a comb through your hair. If that's the best that it gets, that's the best that it gets, babe. Try harder tomorrow or don't. Call it. Yeah. yeah. What's what's the worst that can happen? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Hope that made sense for you, babe. Wherever, wherever you are in the world. Wherever you are. <laughs> I think it also, that's something that sort of just resonates a lot. And I think that there's also like a dialogue about that. Like, I think the the discourse around just like living your life is we're in the middle of like a renaissance of it, which mm. I think is really cool. Um, so from what you just said, a lot of that's being echoed, but sometimes also if you just sit down and you're like in lost in the sauce, it's also good to hear. It's easy. It's so easy to say, be yourself and also so difficult. And it doesn't necessarily, that doesn't, that statement won't necessarily resonate with somebody who isn't ready to accept that for themselves. For sure. It takes a lot of like breaking down your ego, breaking down your own expectations to be like, you know what? I'm cool no matter what. And if you're worried about the other people in your life thinking that you're cool when you're just being yourself, find new people. Retweet. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Okay. Fuck them. Fuck (laughs) them. That's the number two. (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay, another one. Okay. (laughs) Hey, mom, how do I know what I'm good at and what my interests are? Hmm. Now, when I was younger, I took care of myself a lot, but in an adult way. And in my mid-teens, I started to work and moved out by 17. But now, at 32, my life revolves around working. My loved one keeps me busy when he's not working or dabbling in his hobbies. But I don't know what I like to do. I don't often try something new because I feel discouraged if I'm not very good at something, and I tend to get easily bored, distracted, or start to feel lonely if I do things by myself. I also don't really know how to make friends that have similar interests because I don't have any real interests. Mom, what do I do? Ugh, baby girl. Okay. I'm assuming you're a female. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is a hard one. No, it's not a hard one. I'm just trying to think of the right words. It, you've again this is another situation where the asker has answered their own question you just need someone to tell it to you that's okay <laughs> you got to make some time for yourself from from what you're saying you work you're out you're working you're out you're working you're handling this and the other thing and you're discouraged because you don't have the confidence to step outside of the safety of that routine 
which I mean, I've been there. <laughs> so, uh, like I'm, a, I'm an old workhorse. If I can just grind and worry about making money and not necessarily about like opening the Pandora's box that is myself and the things that matter to me, then that's always easier for me. So I get it. However, you definitely need to make some time for yourself. When it comes to trying new things, here's what I'll tell you. There really is no risk in trying new things. The worst possible thing that could happen is that you don't like it and then you don't do it again. Right. You will never know, however, if you love something until you try, whether that be an artistic endeavor, uh, a fitness routine, a new coffee shop, a new restaurant. You won't really know that you like these people, places, activities until you give it a go. Making friends in general is hard, but it's, you know, it's even harder. Making friends from your desk, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, or the solitude of your home um, when you get five minutes versus going and being around other people with a like-minded skill set. I guarantee you, if you go take a pottery class, um, <laughs> yeah, a big fat Greek pottery class. <laughs> pottery class. If you go take a pottery class or you go to painting with a twist or you do something silly, you're going to be in a room full of other 30-somethings who also feel silly. Yeah. Um, and you all share the common goal of like socialization, um, meeting people, learning a new skill. You can't lose. You no, just you, you really, really can't. I think with a lot of these things, based on my experience, and this is my experience alone, you literally have to will it of yourself or it's just not going to happen. After a certain point, after you're 16, 17, things don't happen organically anymore. No, you got to force <laughs> they them. They really don't. <laughs> you have to work for the things that matter to you. Um, and I think that's purposefully setting aside time. If you're the kind of person that likes schedules and you like everything to be scheduled, schedule relaxation for yourself schedule a class for yourself yeah just chunks of time yep go out um watch a youtube video you can buy a master class on something for sure figure out what you like i'll tell you what i similar to this writer also recently and i don't know necessarily how it happened and i i'm not in a relationship like this so i can't again can't speak to it but at least from my own personal experience I have been in a, another state, in another city, for mm -hmm. over a year now. Mm -hmm. I'm basically a resident here. And I, I don't know how it happened, but it happened that I sort of looked up and realized, oh my gosh, because distance, you know, we said it in the other one too, you know, you, there are people that are in your life that you care about deeply that are your friends, but when you're not geographically close, sometimes that just changes and yeah. so you're not with them as much. So I've been spending quite a bit of time by myself. Um, now, I do, I'm not struggling in the same way with interests because there are things that I do like, but it was very much trying to find new things that garnered my interest that weren't about work because what my interests were and what my work were were the same thing. Well, your job and your livelihood, like your home life and everything kind of overlap yeah, on each other. Exactly. So I had to find new stuff. Right. And so I kind of have. I take myself out once a week to go to a, to a movie. 
Yeah. AMC Stubbs, baby. I'm yeah. in there. <laughs> and um, I get to just see re- just and it's stuff that I'm not even necessarily always interested in. It just depends what's out that week. Right. And there was a movie. I just saw a movie like maybe a week ago, like 3,000 Years of Longing or something with um, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. And it was more in the fantasy realm. Um, Tilda Swinton is my dream model. She owns my ass. If I could photograph anybody on this planet. She's, she's just she's at the top of the list. She's so spooky, but also like angular and clean and and just so interesting. And she was phenomenal in the movie. She's got it big time. She can do anything. But prior to that, time at the movies was like a special event. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, this one thing is coming out. Everybody grab your friends, let's go see. And now I just go and and try and absorb something new and interesting. Or sometimes I'll make a day out of it and I'll just do like a little breakfast date. Well, do you find that you're learning more about yourself and about your interests this way? Oh, absolutely. There's like, because when you're just with you, people say there's the adage about like talking to yourself is fine. It's when you're self-response to you is the problem. But um, because I spend so much time by myself, there's new things that I've tried that I've just been like, wow, this new food is really, really good. Or I started getting really into D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, which oh, is that's something weird. Yeah. Wild. Something. No, no, I don't mean weird like that. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. this is the first I'm hearing of that. That's all. No, I definitely have. Cause uh, dropout has a series called uh, dimension 20 and oh, you've it, been watching people play D&D. Well, I haven't played yet, but that's because I've got nobody to play with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I've been watching and then like learning the rules of the game and everything like that. And I'm not going to lie, years ago, that was so stigmatized for me. I was always out doing things with friends, stuff like that. I was like, Dungeons and Dragons, really? Yeah. But then I've, I've really developed a, a enjoyment of that form of storytelling that I had no idea that I would have liked if I hadn't spent the time and just been with me and wanted to try something new. If I were alone, I would be reading. And on the water. You are an avid reader. Yeah. I would just be piling over new novels and by the water somewhere with a fresh cup of coffee. Do you ever, this is heavy, maybe not, but do you, I know you think your daughter is the best thing since sliced bread, but do you ever like fantasize about just like being you and by yourself? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that any mom, especially when times are tough, when... You know, your toddlers strip themselves naked for the 11th time and you're (laughs) running around and there's spilled milk and crushed potato chips and the stuff, you know, when you're having a real hard day, you're just like, God damn, remember when I used to just (laughs) get in the car (laughs) by myself and go eat McDonald's drive-thru in the car by myself, listening to my favorite podcast. Remember how great that was? Like, you try to, like, <laughs> you know, hold oh back gosh. the tear. But there are... I love my daughter. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I will never, ever be like, I wish, you know... Of course not. That, that wasn't what happened in my life. Because she's the greatest, and I'm so thankful for her. However, there are <laughs> days... Where I'm like, wow, it'd be really great if I could just leave you here <laughs> and go do something for myself. Absolutely. I, I'm all about, uh, you know, maternal transparency. That's one of those things. Let's not pretend, ladies. Let's not pretend <laughs> like we're happy that this is what happened all the time. Of course. <laughs> you know, you can love your kids and still like want to get away from them. That's all right. It's totally fine. Plus, it also gives you an excuse to do stuff that really like pumps up your inner child. Like, uh, I just saw this today and I'm going heads first deep into this. Um, I will 
take you and your family to see Encanto slash Frozen <laughs> on ice. I don't think she's going to like it. It's fine. It, it'll be a really, really great time. She loves Encanto and Frozen, but I don't think she'll want like the ice. <laughs> well, probably, maybe. Who knows? But we're going okay. because I want to go. <laughs> With, okay. Because also, I can't go by you, myself. That's correct. I, just, I was like, yeah. we'll go. And then I'm like, you can't go. No, I'm a 26-year-old <laughs> man <laughs> showing up to the ice skating rink surrounded by children. You know There's all no the way. words, though. So that's... I do know all know. the world words. It's going to be more fun for me than it she is for her. She can keep up with all your singing. That's fine. We can go do that. But yeah, you should definitely. You know what I've been doing um, for myself each day? I've been going on nice little walks. You in have. The neighborhood, and I usually put on a podcast or listen to my tunes and drag my dogs along. And that's so nice. That's a nice little. I love that. 30, 45 minutes to myself where I can do my version of meditating right which is just like shutting off the noise and turning up the music real loud and well you're also getting out of like your physical space you work from home your family's at home yeah gives you the ability to like go out and about and do whatever you want to do yeah necessary necessary if you've been working remotely for the last two years i keep thinking i'm gonna bail and go back into the workforce it's not worth it i'm not gonna do it you also (laughs) you're saving money by not having to commute so much so much that's what's great about where i am right now where i live i literally go down seven floors and i'm at my workplace look at us living the dream baby Uh, there's a lot of people who would have guessed that we would not have (laughs) (laughs) who i don't know who are you (laughs) send me a letter (laughs) send me i dare you to say that to my face do it you better do it okay i've got one more for you Mm -hmm. mom i think i'm not good enough Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, number one, you are. <laughs> there, yes, yes, but there's more. Hi, Mom. I hope you're good. I'm not sure how to tell you, but I've been thinking about it for a while now. I don't think I'm okay. I always mess things up. I'm forgetful, clumsy, and awkward. Every time I try a job, I panic over silly mistakes, and the shame takes control over me. I don't understand why I'm this way. I'm not especially shy. I try really hard to do my best, but it's never enough. And I can't find what I'm good at. And I feel like a burden for others. Oh my goodness. Number one, I feel for you. Um, You absolutely are enough. But if you're ever in a position where you're made to feel bothersome, burdensome, or like you're the source of the trouble... My recommendation, my advice to you is to, (laughs) I feel like I'm constantly like, fuck it, ditch those things, (laughs) get out of there. But really, if something, and I guess the, the overall theme, what I will say to everybody is that if something doesn't serve you, get it out of your life, try something different, move on to the next thing. There is nothing worth putting yourself through the agony of shame guilt embarrassment it's not now it's 2022 we don't have to go through the trouble anymore of pretending to be something that we're not for anybody else's benefit right if you struggle staying on task at your job do you even like that job like if you're not if you're not passionate (laughs) about something and it seems to be a source of anxiety and aggravation eliminate that thing from your life there is no excuse not to anymore we can talk about but it's my job. You can find a new job. I think also, we literally, just as a society, just went through like an apocalyptic I'm event. telling you. And so like, with that in mind, I have a hard time not telling somebody to be like, and what? 
you're just gonna start over again because yeah we all just started over we again. literally our, yeah our life is completely different from what we thought it would be right because of a global event you could it can just be your event and then start start over start over because of the the chaos of the last couple of years we're at a point now where the opportunities abound Seriously. really doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing something that gives you purpose and fuels your fire and again if you're ever caught in a situation where you're made to feel less than for any reason at all yeah. going forward uh we're middle fingers in the air absolutely not we don't accept that for ourselves yeah. because one life to live we Seriously. all could have died <laughs> and a, here we are in a plague-like situation it could have you know, March of 2020 could have been your last. Everything you do going forward has to serve you and bring you purpose. Or don't do it. Otherwise, why not? And then I will say as an amendment to that, um, if you are if you are starting over and you keep starting over and it's still not happening for you, whatever it is, then that could be symptomatic of a whole other thing. I would recommend in the process of starting over fresh, when you burn it to the ground, take a second for some introspection. <laughs> Do a little self-scan. But I don't think that's what they're saying. I think that they're saying, like, I'm having trouble with what I'm going through right now at this moment. I don't feel satisfied by this. That's true. They're not saying I keep, I mean, they keep trying at their one thing. That's true. That's true. You just got to find your thing. Overhaul it. It's not going to be the end of the world. You'll make more money elsewhere. Money can always be made. Well, here we are. Here I am. At the end of this thing. We again. did it again. I'm down to do it all the time. This is so fun. Well, that's something we can talk about. I feel like a celebrity. Yeah, you are. <laughs> to me, you, <laughs> you are. are. And then, you know, who knows? We're going to be seeing each other more often. We can, like, do some cool photography stuff and, and that kind of thing, too. It'd be a fun time. That's fine, but I like this because I want to do the ASMR. <laughs> She said, I need to do this. I need to do this for the ASMR. Yeah, this is your new start. <laughs> is that it? I hate that. I hate that. I hate is that. that I hate is that, that doing that. it for you? I love you. <laughs> Left to my own devices. <laughs> you leave Just me. 30 minutes of that. <laughs> With the microphone. I'll have started my own ASMR podcast. Good evening. Please come inside. Creak. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, the horses. <laughs> They're coming. We're back to the 18th century letter writing. <laughs> the horses coming down the lane. Scrabble, scrabble. <laughs> I'm howling. Howling, howling, howling. Well. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you just heard, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe you to should our do, show. You should rate, review, and subscribe this episode specifically because I'm in it. And also, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it is the best way to support small creators such as ourselves. Small in the figurative sense, not the literal sense. We're large people. But... <laughs> <laughs> tell that um if you uh would also be so kind as to turn on automatic downloads say for instance you are time traveled back to the 18th century to get uh source material for your 18th century asmr, ASMR podcast. podcast right um and you need some entertainment on the journey uh we're right there in your phone easy peasy <laughs> if you'd like to follow our show you can on instagram at the 
underscore Sav and Sean underscore show. If you want to follow me specifically, you can at Anthony underscore clams and cam. Where can we find you at captures by Cameron that captures as a K on top of a K captures by Cameron. Oh, fun. Cameron Just search also starts my name. K. Just search my name. True enough. <laughs> That's the easiest way. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next time. I love you. Mwah. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.